The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind, short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself. It's time for Red Hot Truth Injection. Oh yeah! That's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? Too damn bad. We're gonna set fire to the wool over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot damn. We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media one by one. Woo-wee! Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, Universe A. This is Universe B, call it. And we're gonna tear you a new one. You mind? Okay, uh, hey everybody. It is me, Napoleon Doom, and I'm here with the crew of Horrorgasm. Hi, Horrorgasm. And one of them fell down. How's it going, oh, man? Technical difficulties. Man down, man down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We can All always right. cut. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Okay. We'll roll with so. it. All right. So, okay, everybody. So, we are going to uh, just kind of go through and everybody just introduce yourself and then we'll start talking about what Horgasm is, what it's all about and why it's so exciting. And let's start right here with you with the pink hair. Hi, I'm Jen Cooksey. I am an artist and one of the founders of Horgasm. Very nice. And She's also an evil mastermind. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. very nice. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> If you're looking for anyone to hench for you, that's kind of what I do. So, and uh, then down, we'll go down. And uh, Nixie, how about you? Um, my name is Nixie Von Rose, and I'm also one of the founders of Horgasm. I'm the uh, uh, high priestess and exorcist. Mm -hmm. And you are uh, actually all of you are returning guests to uh, the You Mind. So. That's pretty exciting. And then right here with Atiba. So. Yes, I'm also one of the founders and um, uh, Hargasm's dark visionary. Wow, very nice. <laughs> so Hargasm is basically kind of like an art collective uh, and it explained us a little bit, but it focuses specifically on sort of the darker, more horror themed elements. Uh, so explain to us a little bit about uh, how that came to be, what inspired you, uh, what brought it into, you know, play. Um, all right, so uh, basically all of us are um, artists working in the San Diego art community and we realized that there was a big demand for horror themed and spooky ephemeral style art and there, there wasn't a lot of it represented. And so we decided to kind of join forces, pull together our talents and interests and form a company that celebrated all aspects of horror in art. So we have our large scale events, which we want to turn into San Diego's first horror convention. 
and we also have art exhibitions. We now have our online gallery and virtual events because of COVID-19, we have adjusted with the times. So we are now fully online as well. So we have a short film showcase and we have also entered into the short film world, uh, you know, start, starring our first one, Zoombie, starring you. So that was a lot of fun. And we also have our own indie comic, and we'll be launching our first art toy um, at Horrorgasm's virtual event this year. Very cool. Did I miss All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, that's pretty you got much everything. Who, got everything. Uh, pretty much who we are. Yeah. Um, uh, did we? Did you want to talk a little bit more about how we got started, or? or uh, yeah. Uh, like. How, what what makes you start up something like this? Like, how, how did you put it into motion? So tell us a little bit about that. Well, basically, I met uh, Jenny at an art show, mm -hmm. um, the uh, Pancakes and Beer art show, actually, which sadly is no longer a thing. But, yeah. um, and uh, after that, she and I um, just realized we had an affinity for a lot of the same things a lot of the same movies and a lot of the same just dark imagery. Yeah. And uh, it's through Jen that I actually met Nixie. Oh, very and, cool. Uh, and then from then on, uh, the first Hargasm actually started as a four venue, multi-night, uh, sorry, four venue, single night um, art crawl. Because as it happened, Jenny and I and uh, another friend of ours, Melody each were curating at venues so we just decided to join forces and bring everything under one banner and that was so successful we decided to try to it was that was successful but also very stressful to run you know simultaneous events yeah. across four different venues so we decided to put it all under one roof last year and that was also a success so we're just trying to grow it now and just see how much and how big we can get and we're always trying to incorporate new stuff. So um, as I think was mentioned, we're, we're going to add a film festival element this year. Mm -hmm. And um, and again, yes, sprouting into online and trying our best to kind of do what we want to do uh, in the online space now is uh, mm -hmm. kind of what we're doing. But uh, yeah, that's how we got started. That's how everything got rolling. And, uh, that's our story. Yep. Very cool. So I guess you're saying you have an affinity for sort of the dark imagery for uh, things that are just more ephemeral, more not, not your typical sunsets and seashells kind of artwork that you get a lot of in San Diego. Um, that uh, Now, what, what are your inspirations, each one of you? Let's, uh, I guess, start with Nixie because uh, we haven't heard as much from you yet. Uh, what, what are the, some of the things that drive your art and inspire you and make you want to contribute to something like Horrorgasm? Uh, my my art's inspired more by supernatural elements, which is part of, you know, one of the many aspects of the horror genre. You can easily take it in that direction. And um, it's, uh, well, yeah, that's my contribution, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I do enjoy, I do enjoy, like, mythological creatures and monsters. And that's one of the, the big driving forces behind horrorgasm is, like, the many things that scare us and what um what and and how we you know connect with them and enjoy these things rather than are being repulsed by them and that's why we want to celebrate it rather than um you know 
kind of, you know, push it to the side, like, okay, that's, that's enough. We don't want to do that. But that's, that's one of the things that I enjoy and contribute with Horrorgasm. That's one of my inspirations. Yes. And I actually have some of your artwork here. Unfortunately, the, the light in my house isn't great, so I'll, I'll have to share it in a post online. Now, Nixie is a returning guest from episode 41 of The You Mind, and she actually did a uh, soul art piece for me where she drew my soul, and it came with a, a full printed out uh, sort of explanation of what she saw. And so she kind of works with that, that, that element that scares a lot of people, the unknown, what you can't see with your naked eye, that what, what lies beneath. And uh, so for some people that's frightening and for some people it's, uh, I, I found it myself very invigorating, very exciting to uh, read something like that and very inspiring. So, uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, so guys, check out episode 41 and hopefully I'll be able to uh, post that artwork for you guys to check out as well. Um, and then I guess, uh, Jennifer, uh, what are some of your inspirations and what, what made you want to pursue something like horrorgasm? What, what drives you? What's your passion? So I'm a big fan of horror films. I'm a big movie buff. I've always loved the classic monsters. As you can see behind me, I have wolfmen everywhere. That's my favorite monster. And I kind of grew up with them. And it wasn't scary as much as those characters embodied certain aspects of the human nature that most of us are uh, afraid to explore. And I think um, I was able to connect with those characters and see, well, oh, I'm a kind of a weird, I was kind of a weird kid. <laughs> and I felt connected with those monsters. I found a safe space with them. And um, when I started making art, I first started doing cultural based art and then kind of moved into the pop stuff once I really started to develop my own style and voice. And I just kind of found my home in horror. So it felt good to celebrate something that I love so much and something that had such a profound effect on me growing up and as an adult that I'm able to celebrate and I you know getting in the art community I realized there's a ton of us who who love the darkness who celebrate it and who aren't aren't disturbed by it it's not scary it's an inclusive community of people who all sort of want to celebrate oddities and it's very welcoming and so it it felt like a wonderful place to be especially joining the art community with the horror community and crossing over with writers and illustrators and creators and comic creators yeah. it's it's an intro into a whole world and everything kind of bleeds over in a really nice way so it was able to tap in getting into horror and creating horrorgasm was able to really tap into my passion mm-hmm now, Tiba, you said you love that dark imagery, but same question for you. Uh, what is your driving force? What is your joie de vivre? So. Well, ultimately, um, as, um, uh, as I talked about when I was talking about how we formed, Jenny and I share a lot of the same kind of inspirations inspired by uh, horror film and mm -hmm. pop culture and things like that. But I'm more, I'm kind of more driven by, you know, societally why certain things become you know the thing that people yeah. are, are 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 scared of like you know they're like why have vampires changed or why has depiction of vampires changed so much over you know the last hundred years or so mm -hmm. what do those changes mean about you know where our society is and what we're thinking about um so i kind of get a little bit more um analytical with it but mm -hmm. um but still it's 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 mostly you know um a lot of us are horror fans because, you know, we, we've had 
we've, we've, we've dealt with fear on a low level. And I'm not saying that we're afraid. I'm just saying that fear has been a part of our life. Sure. And, um, you know, these images and this imagery in horror films, it, 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 um, it allows for something of a catharsis as far as, uh, you know, being able to deal with kind of that fear in a way that's healthy and, and, uh, and, and you know, productive rather than, than you know, it, it being a destructive force. So that's really why I do that. And that's why it's a big um, part of what I do. Yeah. And I, I would say that for, for me, that is the horror genre that I tend to go more for is that that societal kind of, I, I have a big affinity for um, the monsters who are the, the misunderstood ones, the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, the ones you initially look at and you're like, oh, they're too horrifying. They're too awful. But internally, they're creatures that have a lot of love. King Kong, another one, like uh, creature, creatures that it's their physical appearance. Yes, yeah, uh, Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> any of those kind of, uh, th those are my, those are my bag. Um, and uh, that, that, that's what I like. And so I, I really, uh, that really jives with me, that whole societal horror, what becomes horrifying. And what I think is interesting is that we have so many depictions of that culturally, and we can accept it when we see it on the screen, and we can accept it when somebody is strange enough to where they're vastly different from us but it's it's those slight differences that that people don't really <laughs> respect right. or comprehend and and uh i feel like horror has a lot to teach us uh it allows us um to view things through parable as as opposed to like actually having to face to, to reconcile with ourselves that like oh i do that and that's not cool <laughs> right but uh and so, uh, that's, that's, I think that's the power of, yeah. of genre and, and of, you know, just what it can do for you. It'll, it, it'll allow you to make a statement on something and allow someone to view it and maybe absorb that statement. Whereas if you did it in a more direct way, they may just be turned off immediately. So mm -hmm. it's a powerful tool in the, in the artist. It is. It is. Um, now, going uh, around again, um, what are some of the lessons that uh, you have taken from the horror genre? And uh, what are some ways that you uh, try to apply that in the themes and uh, the, the, the way you represent your shows, I guess, starting with uh, Jennifer? So I think subtext is something that you could really play with. Um, Atiba mentioned it before. You can tell a story in horror or have an art piece or an image that looks a certain way, but there's a message behind it. And you'd be able to tell a story without having someone automatically shut it off because they have a bias, but they're more open to it. There's like a level of suggestion in horror. And so people are able to open themselves up to an experience they may, you know, have, may never ever encounter, but there's a shared like release and fear and there's like this understanding that happens. And I think that's kind of one of those things that I love about horror is that you can kind of slip in a point of view that others might not be privy to. You know, so you're able to, to that's one of the big lessons I've learned is being able to, you know, subtext is important. 
And now more than ever, we can utilize that. Some things are so heavy handed, people get instantly offended. But if you slide it in there just a little bit with horror, people tend to be way more receptive. Yeah. And then uh, going to, to you, Nixie, like um, in the shows and things like that, what are some lessons that you've taken from horror and how, how do you try to apply that uh, with respect to horrorgasm and the way that you set up the shows, uh, the way that you bring the message to the people? Um, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I, I do, I do most of the, uh, like the scheduling and the planning mm -hmm. and stuff. So, um, what, I mean, what, what scares me is not having everything in order when it comes to that. But, um, and I, I'm not sure I, cause when it comes to the, you know, getting the themes together and, you know, it, we want to explore different aspects of horror and we want to excite people and remind people of certain aspects that maybe they, that gets kind of like shunted to the side. Um, you know, like, um, our first event we did like classic monsters and, you know, um, slashers and, you know, it, we kind of had like the, like what's going on now in horror. And then with, um, monster mayhem, you know, we, we wanted to highlight any specific monster that you could think of. And, um, we have summertime slashers coming up, which we want to, you know, kind of, you know, just highlight different aspects of the horror um, genre and allow people to be inspired by, you know, um, more than just like, what's the typical spooky thing that everyone can immediately think of we, mm -hmm. so that we, we try to kind of make people kind of dig a little bit more. Um, Atiba actually has come up with a pretty good theme for this year's uh, 2020 event in October. Don't know if we're gonna reveal that just yeah, I don't yet. Know if we're but... ready to announce okay, we're not gonna reveal it just yet, but I um I do really like it. We're not gonna give it away just yet, but I really do think that it's um reflective of what's I mean, honestly, he 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 came up with that uh probably like a month and a half ago. So <laughs> Lord knows what's gonna happen next, but um, you know, I think it's it's really um it's reflective also of what's currently happening unlike right. he that is on a like societal level. Um, so, uh, you know, people can kind of look inside themselves and, you know, say like, well, what is that kind of horror to me? So I think that that's, um, you know, it, it helps people, I don't know, maybe work through their own stuff and mm -hmm. it also get, gets them to be creative in other ways that they're usually not. Yeah. And so, Atiba, coming back to you, uh, I, obviously, I don't want to uh, reveal your master plan here, but uh, sort, sort of the lessons and takeaways that you've uh, gathered from horror and how you apply it in your artwork, in your message, uh, and just uh, how you bring that to the people. Well, I think the number one lesson that we can take from horror is inclusivity. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, in the genre, you will find stuff of varying you know, levels of production value, varying levels of, of you know, of talent, um, various, I mean, just the genre itself is so encompassing of so much. And I think that's kind of what we strive for in our presentation. So like, it doesn't matter if we're, if we're in like the most, 
the most frou-frou gallery on the on the best part of town or if we're in the back alley somewhere like we're going to take that and we're going to use that whatever that is and we're going to we're going to synthesize it we're going to make sure that we make that a part of the experience as well and and just inclusivity as far as everything as far as any you know we do spoken word um dance we do visual art we do performing arts like just everything and i think that's really what we strive for is we we strive to 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 reflect all the different ways that people have of expressing um just their love of horror and their and their 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 passion for these kind of dark themes mm -hmm. yeah I definitely agree. I, I mean, horror is one of the genres where there's just something just much more deep, more psychological uh, that's going on and allowing people sort of this uh, just really visceral experience that they can tap into uh, because there's so many things, especially now that, that are frightening in the world and just waking up and going about your day to day. Uh, and I, I, I think that in some ways, that we as a society have uh, try, tried to suppress that, like said, uh, well, this is, we're not allowed to look at this, we're not allowed to think about this. And what, what I really like about what you guys are doing is you're bringing it out in the open. You're saying like, no, this should scare you. This should stir a reaction in you. And, and you should, and that's really what art is supposed to be. Art is supposed to stimulate a feeling, is supposed to be reactive. <laughs> And isn't isn't something that you just look at and you're like, well, that that's a nice flower, and exactly. you're supposed to really resonate with you. Um, and so, given that, um, what are some of the things that I guess if if we could talk about? We we do live in kind of a scary time right now. For anybody who's listening in the future, should, should society survive all of this? Um, that we are going through the pandemic at the moment. We're going through uh, a lot of protests about the injustice that was done to uh, George Floyd and just about police brutality in general. Uh, and I want to hand it over to all of you if it's not too sensitive a subject and whoever wants to go first. Uh, what are some things that are frightening you in society right now? And uh, have you seen that in any way relate in a horror film? or uh, so something that you think that is important for people to see because you think that message needs to be communicated? Um, well, I can think of a few movies. I actually just watched Mayhem. Mm -hmm. It's a Shutter exclusive. And it's about a, um, a virus that brings out your id. Mm -hmm. And if you want a cathartic experience to deal with some of your rage <laughs> that you're feeling right now, you can watch Mayhem. It'll give you that kind of release of that tension and pressure. Like a lot of us are carrying around. I know personally it's affected me where I am comfort watching so much horror right now. I, before I go to bed, I can't watch the news. I can't see another video of a police officer beating up a peaceful protester or another image of, you know, a, a child crying because they're being hit in the face with a pepper ball. Like I just, so much of that imagery is right out of horror, you know, mm -hmm. and it feels like we're living in 1984. Like yeah. I, I feel like I'm in an Orwell 
book. Like it's, it's insane and it's, it's heartbreaking. And I, I don't want to close my eyes and I don't want to turn it off because this is a, a point where we can actually use our platform for good and speak out on the issues that are important to us and support what's important. And um, Horrorgasm has always been uh, an inclusive place that's always been a part of our business model. We have always tried to represent our entire art community, our friends, our business itself is a, we're a minority owned business. We believe in equality and we support the LGBTQ plus community. We support all creators of horror. And that's why we love horror, because it's an inclusive place. Uh, if you felt like an outcast your whole life, the horror community is right there with you. All of us have felt like an outsider at some point. And I think the beauty of the genre, the thing that pulls us all together, is we're all welcome to, to be a part of it. And so, yeah, we can, we can watch a movie or read a book. Um, Zero Saints by Gabino Iglesias is a fantastic barrio noir. I've been reading that. Probably not the best to read it right before bed. It's a little scary, but it's good. Um, tons of films have fantastic messages. Um, anything by John Carpenter, They Live, if you want to watch something that'll make you a little paranoid, but um, that's a fantastic film. The Thing has to do with paranoia and isolation. Uh, the Shining. There's there's a ton of films you could look at right now if you need that kind of release. It's available for us, and and that's one of the wonderful things that horror does is it gives us a way to deal with those emotions, to take a break, and feel like oh, we survived. All of us can be the final girl and final guy in these kind of stories. Very nice. And uh, Atiba. I would just say, um, yeah, I, I, I've been, I would rewatch Get Out and Us by Jordan Peele um, and really examine the subtext because a lot, a lot of what is going on there is, I mean, of course, Jordan Peele is an African-American filmmaker, so mm -hmm. he's, that a lot of what's happening and a lot of what's coming out is automatically baked into those films. So it's in there. If you take a look, you, if you take a look now, and as a lot of people's eyes are, are open now to a lot of different things, if you were to rewatch those films, I think you might see a lot more deeply the messages that uh, he was trying to convey in those two films. Okay. And uh, Nixie. Any horror movies uh, you recommend? No, uh, they said it all. Um, I have <laughs> not been watching any horror movies. Um, the the one, the only show that um, I feel closely ties into this is um, it's, uh, it's the TV show Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's not horror, right. but yeah. I think I should watch it definitely. And I yeah. don't think my views are quite. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 with Aang <laughs> yeah. Yeah. on all of this. So, um, but they explained all the all the movies that you can watch that are sure. horror related. That would be helpful. Now, taking it back to Horrorgasm, the show. Um, tell us a, a little bit about uh, some of the the show. Now, you talked about the comic that you have coming up uh, and some of the shows that you have coming up. I know that currently that there is a film festival online. 
that uh, Atiba and I and uh, CJ and Travis Rhett Wilson and a bunch of other actors were in that as well. Uh, so, so tell us about some of the things that you have coming up, some of the things you're excited to bring to the public. So we have our spring issue comic. It's our third volume of Tales of Horrorgasm that's coming out this month in June. Future watchers, you can pick it up mm -hmm. on our website. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, very excited for that one. Um, the art is fantastic. I was able, we were looking at the proofs the other day and it's just, oh God, it's so good. Um, I'm very excited for it. Uh, so uh, yeah, we've got our indie comic horror, and then um, we have Summertime Slashers coming up June 21st, and that's our online gallery exhibition, and it's kind of, it celebrates summer and slashers. Think about all those kind of fun movies from the 80s that have all those ridiculous slashers in them, or, yeah. you know, just kind of that fun kind of campy vibe of, you know, a brutal killer. It's, it's all a good time. Sure, sure. It's it sometimes it is you know so, sometimes it's <laughs> cathartic to see that somebody coming after those people, so and uh, Atiba, uh, what's something that you're excited about coming up? Well, actually, um, Nixie has worked so hard um, to make sure that we on the content for the big event, the Hargasm event in the fall, um, and I'm really excited to see a lot of that stuff come to fruition because she's um, she's really working her butt off to make sure that we we're getting to, so that we're able to do a lot of different things and you know I'll let her speak more to exactly precisely what it is that uh, or what she wants to reveal at this point I don't want to say too much sure. but uh, but really like I think even though this year's event may not be in a physical location I think we're going to pack so much content and have so much for people to do i think it's probably going to wind up being better in the long run than yeah we've had at a physical location i'm really excited for that okay cool so nixie tell us tell us about what you've got planned thank you um thank you atiba um so there's there's this whole like opportunity to expand this beyond what a physical location can do. And um, I, I've, I've kind of gone like all, all on the deep end for this. So it's kind of, um, I'm super excited. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm excited for is being able to reach um, artists and performers and filmmakers that are beyond the San Diego location. We still want to highlight as much local as possible and as much up and coming and, you know, very green, um, new, um, you know, new artists, new performers, you know, people that don't necessarily have, uh, understand where to, have a platform where to show their stuff. So we are excited to bring in those people, but we do want to actually um, go beyond San Diego. And I feel like we're gonna be able to do that, especially with last year's event, gaining so much interest from other countries. Like uh, we had a guy in London who actually donated uh, a, oh. a piece for the, um, the charity auction that we had at last year's event. And he said, bring orgasm to London and I'm there <laughs> and yeah. I mean he he can be you know what I, you yeah. know what I mean like in this event he can be part of orgasm this year I mean kind of in the same capacity but 
you know, this way we'll, we'll actually be able to include, you know, all of his friends from London as well. Like, why not? You know, um, uh, let's see, what can I reveal? Um, we are doing panels this year. Uh, Ooh. that's, I'm very, yeah. very excited for. We have a lot of fun topics that, um, I'm, I'm still working on the questions for those guys. I'm sorry, but, um, uh, we're, you know, we're going to have performances. I'm, I'm, you know, looking at different methods of how we can have maybe, you know, depending on social distancing rules, um, you know, what can be done live, what can be done pre-recorded, um, you know, uh, so there, there's, there's, several things that we have in the works. So I do want to have um, a an aspect where we can get to know the vendors. Oh yeah, we have a vendor fair too. Mm -hmm. We have that that page. Um, if you look on the Monster Mayhem page, you'll see a, a list, a short list of vendors, but for this year, we're going to have quite a bit more. And, it, you know, people from all over will be able to have like a one-stop shop of horror. And that's kind of what we want to bring to everybody else as well, because it'll be the holiday season coming up so shortly after that. So everyone will be able to have, you know, a place to buy all the spooky stuff they want to buy and, and, you know, be introduced to new, new makers, new producers and new artists and we're, we're we're just we're just extremely excited about that on top of all the artists that you know will participate that are excited to participate that are waiting to participate mm -hmm. and keep emailing <laughs> us we're excited because we'll be able to have more people this time we it's not a matter of like oh we ran out of room you know yeah. um we we will have a cutoff date of course that of you know because it's still we're learning how to all be kind of um, website, you know, creators at this point. Atiba knows, he does all of our, inter our, our website stuff, our, um, yeah, all of our digital stuff he does, but tech. All, um, the tech. all the tech, all yeah. the tech. Um, but me and Jenny are now um, also getting involved and we're, we're learning how to do all of that. So <laughs> we're all building our skills and it's just, it's, it's very exciting with a, uh, like how much we can do it's just it's definitely going to be a lot of work <laughs> yeah yeah so we were talking about how uh atiba really drives the tech part of uh horrorgasm which for me and i was talking about it's it's really important having lived my whole life being told that uh because i'm an in introvert there's something wrong with me i should go take medication and suddenly i would just love being socially gregarious with people and now we're seeing like, that's not true. You don't have to. There's not one single way of interfacing with people. There's not one single way of socializing with people. There's so many more ways. And the tech uh, part of this, the tech part of orgasm is opening it up, not just to people who, who struggle with that face-to-face -face interaction or who aren't maybe uh, the most socially inclined, but like Nixie was saying, to people internationally, people who could not physically visit orgasm are now visiting Horrorgasm because it's online. And Ativa, tell us a little bit about your tech wizardry. <laughs> I don't know how much wizardry is going on, but- Oh, you're a wizard, I, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, so I was able, uh, so we, we revamped the website and actually added um, a lot more space to uh, be able to have, and to be able to, 
be able to have art shows mm -hmm. and be able to have uh, pieces be bought and sold through the website. And also we can use it as a platform to, you know, for people that are doing horror or more dark themed uh, kind of products and things like that to, so we can help them get the word out yeah. about what they're doing. And we, we only putting people on our site because we like their stuff and we think it's cool and, and we want to share it with our audience and, and make sure that everybody knows about all this great stuff that's out there. Um, as far as that, I mean, I, I've been getting into doing a little bit of video game streaming and I don't know when the next one of that one of that I've is going to be, but yeah, yeah it's fun. <laughs> and, uh, as soon as I figure out the next thing to do, um, there'll be more of that happening. And, you know, we have our groups on Facebook and on, on social media as well. So it's just an ongoing conversation that we like having with, with like-minded folks and people that are into the same stuff as us. And, you know, just really being able to help facilitate that is really satisfying for all of us. And as far as the technique, as far as the technical stuff goes, I mean, uh, it's a little bit complicated, but you know, it's what I, I'm a long time ago when I went to school for animation, I decided I'm not going to let the technical aspects of this trip me off. I'm going to do what I need to do in order to feel comfortable with all this equipment and everything. And from then on, it's just kind of been, it, there's never been anything technical that I was afraid to take on or, or like, um, I thought it was too big or I, thought, or I was intimidated by. I just always made it a point to say, I want to do this thing and I'm not going to let this technology be a stumbling block. I'm going to master the technology. I'm not going to let the technology master it. So that's basically how I'm able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the world becomes smaller when you're able to harness that kind of energy and that kind of power. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's really exciting. Um, I mean, it's exciting. And then it also is like, you see something like ready player one and you realize like, Oh, that that's a reality that could happen. <laughs> um, but maybe, maybe in a more positive way. Um, and speaking of something positive, I, I know that uh, both you and Jennifer Atiba are involved with the comic book. Uh, now I did a, I, I'm going to be doing a story for the summer issue. At least I have Hopefully one. Hopefully for summer, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> planning, planning it. I, I and I told you guys a little bit uh, in another conversation that I've been watching a whole bunch of um, crazy uh, French extremity films to try and harness that like extremely disturbing style. And now I dream in French extremity film style, <laughs> which is hor horrible. <laughs> Just waking up screaming every night. Uh, I bet that's fun for scratch. Rolling up from the camera angles. Yeah, it's awesome. So. That is great because I have, I've been, it's always my intention to try to have diverse looking mm -hmm. stuff. Like I don't want to have it all be American looking. I don't want it to all be one particular style. I kind of want to keep the styles fresh and fluid and everything moving. So um, I, and I really think I really do like European comics, and I think that there's not a lot of, not a lot of people have seen the European style of comic making, mm -hmm. and I, I and I know that's not specifically what you're trying to do, but just coming at it from that direction with that kind of in that headspace is going to yeah. give us something very, very cool, and I think very unique, and um, and yeah. So as far as the comic goes, for the spring issue. 
which is going to be coming out pretty soon, actually. It might actually be out by the time of this podcast. And if it is, I urge everyone to go to cargasmsd.com uh, and uh, grab your copy. Um, we have four stories by four incredible writers. Um, uh, Jennifer Cooksey. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one of our incredible writers. Uh, we have a story about love and death, kind of maybe, doesn't quite, maybe a little <laughs> bit of a twist. Um, we also have a story about kind of the, the possible uh, going down the road, possible new ways of dental uh, surgery. Oh my. New, <laughs> a new kind of vision of dental surgery. We also have a story about um, sort of myths and, and things that, you know, people, you know, you human beings have an amazing ability to become comfortable with things that are somewhat outrageous or somewhat yeah. crazy. Right? We have a story in there that's kind of like, oh, maybe you shouldn't get too comfortable with, you know, something that is maybe not, which is out of the ordinary. And we have a story about maybe don't be such a jerk in the office. <laughs> uh, is kind of the theme, I think, is the last one. Just watch your behavior in the office. Make sure you're treating everyone the way they deserve to be treated. Um, and, you know, in summer... Um, haven't really, I mean, just really in the, um, in the planning phases of that right now, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what you have for us. Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be weird. Um, <laughs> like weird though. That's, <laughs> that's kind of our brand. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I did do a, a story in, uh, the one from last year. Uh, yes. that I thought was kind of special because it was written by a father-daughter team, uh, Brian and Chase Killian. And uh, the, Chase is actually, uh, I guess at the time she wrote the story, she was uh, like six, seven. She was a pretty young, a youngster. And uh, the, I actually was, uh, Brian sent me some of the illustrations that she made of the character. And uh, he was like, yeah, you nailed it. You, you got the character right. And which was cool because I was just going off of their description. But um, it was really fun to work on something like that to have, because uh, young minds are so creative in such obscure, crazy ways. And so yeah. to be able to harness that energy, I think was really fun. So, but yeah, very excited about the comic and uh, all the cool art stuff that's coming on. Now you... Uh, as we mentioned, we have the film festival. We have dancing that goes on. Now, are are we going to have uh, any like online dancing shows? Any online music stuff that that's going to be? Uh, I know that you said there's panels coming up. So tell us a little bit about what's going to be coming out with that. Yeah. So um, I've already recruited some people to um, do some some pre-recorded performances. I believe would um, probably be the the best way to do it um at this point in time that way they can get kind of the production going on with that um and i um i i do i i, I will say this that we are 
um, going to host a online music festival for um, for Horrorgasm this year. We do want to highlight um, the the bands that you know musicians that and DJs that um, that kind of lean more towards like you know the darker side of music. Like you know like there's horror punk. That's a genre. Oh. Damn it! Sorry oh. guys. <laughs> I think that's my cue to not say any more on that because <laughs> oh yeah uh it was still my my phone is propped up I wasn't moving Ugh, anyway okay I'm not gonna say any more on that <laughs> no. that's my cue to not say any more you're talking too much Nixie <laughs> um I'll just leave it at that but okay. we are we are gonna have some stuff yes so, so stay tuned short term answer yes <laughs> yeah yeah so stay tuned for all the excitement that's to come uh, yeah. now where can people find horrorgasm right now and what are some of the things that they should check out that are available for them in the present and in the near future so currently our monster mayhem exhibit is available we have our short film showcase our online gallery exhibition and um, we also have our first comic available on Comixology. So if you wanna see Monster Mayhem, go ahead and go to horrorgasmsd.com and check out our exhibits, our vendor showcase, and our short film showcase, which is all up right now until June 20th, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also right. the other, we also have merchandise, our own merchandise available on site. Uh, via our shop and the first and second issues of the comic are available there for purchase and along with a few other items as well and uh stop by check it out it's all cool stuff yeah yeah and we have a youtube channel where zoombies is up yes so also on the channel there's a few of our older videos where it's just images from our art shows um so you can see actually if you want to get an idea of some of the local talent we have here in town you can see images from december nights and the first or second horrorgasm event from last year at queen bees oh i could send you the uh san diego werewolf if you want that yeah so. that would be great <laughs> the, the dates aren't accurate anymore but yeah, yeah. It, it would be good so Perfect. if yeah. you guys don't know, uh, Jennifer and Atiba were both in uh, the You Mind episode, The San Diego Werewolf, which was a, a short documentary about a local werewolf. We have a lot of shapeshifters in San Diego. So yeah, very attracted to this environment. Not sure why, but yeah. <laughs> so. It's the sunny weather. <laughs> Shapeshifting in the sun. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. Okay, guys, so uh, you guys are at horrorgasmsd.com, or, yeah, and uh, of course, there will be the, all the links in the description box below, and any closing thoughts that you want to leave our audience with, or terrors that you'd like to instill in their minds for when they're going to sleep? Uh, I just love to say that horrorgasm is, again, it's a place for everyone. So if you are a horror content creator and you are looking for community, you are looking for an inclusive space that is willing to show your work, if you're new and you're wanting to break out, please contact us. We're happy to support our fellow horror creators and we're always expanding 
our brand isn't just our visual art again we do our comic book we're doing our films we're doing our product line we're doing our online gallery so we are very much a multifaceted business that is into growing and expanding with the community so please come to us we we'd like to get spooky with you all right so anybody else i think jen said it all jen has said it all all right. Okay, guys, thank you so much for being with us today. And of course, we will put any of the links that you want to uh, Horgasm or any of your personal uh, brands, websites, uh, companies that just go ahead and send me those links. All right. And so thank you, everybody. And I will talk to you later. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. A big creepy thanks to the folks at Horrorgasm for joining us this evening. You can check them out on Instagram at HorrorgasmSD, on Twitter at Horrorgasm underscore SD. Remember the underscore, it's important. Horror Artgasm on Facebook. And they also have their very own YouTube channel where they do lots of fun things, video game playthroughs. All the links will be below. Also, thank you so much to Savage C. Walnar, our legendary announcer. And to Ethan McSell, composer of the You Mind theme song, which is Demilitarized Zone, and you love it. Go to patreon.com slash lucidnap this instant if you want to help support the show, or buymeacoffee.com slash lucidnap for small one-time donations, or go to lostbreadcomic.com and buy my art and comics and help keep me going. Or you can just follow us. You don't have to give us money. We'd like it, but you can just follow us on all our social media. Links are below. And you know what else that you could do that would be super, super helpful? Is you could go to Creeping Wave Radio, check it out. It's on Apple iTunes, it's on iHeartRadio, it's on everything. You can go there. It is our scripted audio drama. We are planning a new season right now. Uh, it is very hectic at the moment, so <laughs> there's a lot of rewrites. There's a lot of uh, bringing actors in to record with them. Of course, we have to do it by Skype because we're under quarantine. But yeah, check it out. Lots of cool things happening, and there's going to be lots of episode art on our Instagram, so be sure to follow that. And thank you for watching or listening or whatever it is you did today, because without you paying us mind or attention or anything, there'd be nothing. I mean, <laughs> but super special thanks to The Gramerica Show, Nikki Benfield, and The Lovable Neil, because they are our Patreons, and we love them. They fill our hearts with joy. They are full of radiant energy. The You Mind is brought to you by Lucid Nap Productions in cooperation with a hairy old man. I'm not that hairy. You're, you're shedding all over the place right now. Not exactly. A podcast where three horror authors discuss monsters? It must be Wondering Monster Roll Initiative! I feel like once you put the mask on it... It's, once you put the mask on it, it's a monster. Please rise for his yeah, dishonor. No, the, Judge of the abyss. The <laughs> fetid pig at the table of suffering. You brought... Cats You brought the Whomping Willow. I brought a goddamn kaiju. <laughs> we'll see you every Monday. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.